0: Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. Oh, Father, speak to us of things that are beyond our comprehension and we cannot understand and yet that somehow we know to be true. Lord God, use your word to change our hearts and draw us near to you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So the emphasis this morning is on what is perhaps the most central element of the scriptures. And that is that little phrase, thy kingdom come. And so we we struggle to know what that means. Is heaven something beyond the boundaries of the universe? Is heaven something that we we experience when we sit really still? What is it? What is the kingdom of heaven? What is the kingdom of God? From the book of Revelation, a vision to John. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with men. He will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new. He also said, write this for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the fountains of water, of life without payment. He who conquers shall live, shall have this inheritance. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the polluted, the murderers, fornicators, sorcerers, idolaters, and and all liars, their lot shall be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. God added his understanding to this hearing of his word. So when God created the heavens and the earth, and he put the man and the woman in the garden And they sinned, and perhaps the greatest sin of Adam was when he turned and did not take responsibility for himself, for his own sin. He who had been given dominion over the earth had no dominion over himself, and he blamed the woman. Not that I've ever heard of that happening before. (laughs) So they get cast out of the garden, and the garden is is guarded by a cherubim with a flaming flaming sword. So there is no return. There's no going back. And we all know that that is so true in life. We cannot go back. But if we can't go back, well, the Lord is impelling us forward. And when he called the people out of Egypt, he gave Moses a vision. It was a land flowing with milk and honey, a vision for what he had in mind for them. Now, they got to Canaan, and it was hardly a land flowing with milk and honey. It was a land of war, a land of hardship, a land of hard work. It's war and hardship that persists even to this very day in the region of Palestine. And so instead, the Lord recast the vision. And here we're given the vision of a holy city, the new Jerusalem, adorned as a bride for her husband. Well, what does it mean? How do we incorporate this? How do we understand what this all means? Does it it really imply that it's just Again, something yet to come, only to come, and we're just sort of muddling through now? Or is there a reality here and now? So Matthew, in the 13th chapter, records a number of instances in which Jesus is talking about the kingdom in a number of short little vignettes. And Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on on lookout for for choice pearls. The kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish of all kinds. And perhaps he would go on and say the kingdom of heaven is like a man going to Costco to fill his prescription. Kingdom of Heaven is like a woman went to the tire store because she had a flat tire. Kingdom of Heaven is like a young mom walking in the neighborhood with her baby and her dogs. So the Kingdom of Heaven is in some way a reality among us and with us, and that in some powerful way is reflected in our lives. And it may be, and it it is the case, that the kingdom of heaven is a reality that is a future reality. God promises that he will make all things new. The old heaven and the old earth will pass away. And the sea will be no more, meaning the sea which in the scriptures is the source of all bad things. The sea which is that which God in creation separated. He separated the waters. And at the time of Noah, it was the sea up above and the sea down below that enclosed the vault of creation. That was the flood. So that which is the the fountainhead of evil itself will be no more. And in that day, there will be no Weeping, no crying, no pain, no anguish, no grief. And so it is a future reality. But then there are moments in which that future reality is reflected in our presence. That somehow we catch a glimpse of it. And we do well to see it when we are presented with it, to hear it when we, when when those words or those experiences are upon us. See, the real tragedy is when we don't have the eyes to see or the ears to hear. When we, when we can't catch that glimpse or hear that very special music that is somehow the power of God at work in our, our hearts and our lives. G.K. Chesterton has a great phrase. He says, why is it that at Christmas time we're all so happy and grateful to find what's in our stockings? But day in and day out, we're not so grateful that we have legs in our stockings. We somehow can quickly forget the many goodnesses and the many joys and blessings of, of everyday life. And so God calls us to have our ears open and our eyes open to know what it is that He may be doing. There was a young man in Kansas playing football for his high school team. And out of the blue, he had a subdural hematoma. He was hauled off the field, and for months, He was in intensive recovery. And he came out of that barely able to walk, barely able to talk. He was a young man with an infectious smile. A man who now in his early 20s, wherever he goes, he smiles. And he uses the American sign for I love you. Wherever he goes, he smiles and says in the way that he can, I love you. He was with his parents at a gas station. And while they were there, one of those loud gatherings of of bikers rolled in. Pretty rough rough looking crowd. And... um, They came in, they were gassing up, and they even looked, as some of them might, hostile. And this young man went over with a smile on his face and his hand in the air, walking right up to them and said to them, I love you. And one of those tough bikers started to weep. And he went on and on about how he grew up in such an abusive, horrible home. And, And somehow, somehow at that moment, through that young man, the kingdom of God broke in. The kingdom of God came in that moment. And there was... There was a transformation that occurred. Yes, they all got back on their bikes and roared away. A young man got back in the car of his parents and life goes on. But there was a moment, just a moment. And there was a women's Bible study. And in this case, they were in Sweden and they had to meet privately and secretly because they were being outlawed by the state church of Sweden. Don't we love denominational stuff? <laughs> they were being outlawed. And they, came, they became aware of a woman in their community that was involved in the red light district. And her life was falling apart. And they somehow became aware of this woman. They began to pray for her. And they gathered together a bunch of money and went to her and has asked her if they, could, if they could help. Turns out she was pregnant. And when they found out that she was pregnant, they arranged for her to travel to the United States to be with her sister. And so she, she went and she, she joined up with her sister. And the two of them lived together and then her sister was soon thereafter married and and yet the this new family also took care of 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 this aunt what became an aunt and as I grew up Aunt Hannah babysat us. and I remember watching Aunt Hannah in the kitchen She'd be working away, stirring, and I watched the back of her arm wiggle. (laughs) And on weekends, we'd go out to the farm of George and Dorothy Carlson. We'd get there, and there there were chickens. They had a big chicken coop. We'd get eggs at George and Dorothy's farm in Post Falls, Idaho. And that was her son. That was Aunt Hannah's son. And Aunt Hannah, of course, I don't know that she ever married again, but she became very harsh toward my parents for going out and playing bridge on Friday nights. But she was so loved. And somehow, just a lady's Bible study decades earlier came together and took care of this young girl who was in trouble. And it reflected the reality of the kingdom. We don't bring the kingdom in. We don't behave well so that the kingdom comes in. The kingdom has its way with us. But when the kingdom has its way with us, we respond. And we do things that we otherwise wouldn't even think of doing. We're given opportunities and moments where we are, in fact, reflecting a reality that is far greater than ourselves. And a large factor, that is something that we do without any self-consciousness whatsoever. You know how it is. Somebody that you've seen, you see years later comes to you and says, you know, what you did that day meant so much to me. And you have no memory of doing it. When we pray, thy kingdom come, we're praying for that final reality where God consummates all of creation, brings to fulfillment all that he intends. And we also pray that we might, we might be used, even when we have no awareness whatsoever, but that we might be used to bring a little bit of heaven into this earth. Will you join me in prayer? Oh Lord, the kingdom of heaven is like you and me Each of us here, every now and then, without awareness or consciousness that we're being used, just being moved and responding in a particular direction. And Lord, we ask that we might be responsive people. We might not be rebellious, but gladly, humbly, submissive to your tender hand. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.